0: Welcome to the Finding Strong Podcast with your host, Pat Gates and Mark Bottenhorn. We're coming to you from the heart of the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. We are on a mission to push the limits and find strength through endurance, mindset, and fitness. We hope you enjoy today's podcast.
1: everyone welcome to the finding strong podcast i'm your host pat gates I'm sitting here with mark bottenhorn how's it going everyone so today um mark and i we're just gonna have like a just like a long discussion on you know realigning some goals uh race weekend so we got a lot of stuff
0: to unpack yeah i think we do i think uh, i think there's a, a frank discussion needed around the around adversities and setback
1: but uh but first um i kind of want to So how did your your athletes do this past weekend?
0: Yeah, so very positive note. Had about three or four athletes racing um, in the northeast, right in the same area that I was in. Um, Did really well. Sam and Ashley both tackled their first 50-mile race together. So much strength. They ran strong. They had no problem. Hammered this race. Killed it. Mountain Ridge 50K. So it was called uh, Rock the Ridge 50 Mile, not 50K. Um, And they're just basically on kind of mountain ridges, service roads, things like that. They, They completely crushed it. Then an athlete, Dustin. Um, he was over at the North Face 50 Mile, and he just just killed that terrain. And, and you know, the time goal is out the window because that terrain is terrible. But he crushed the race. Um, Doug, he wanted to finish top ten in an obstacle race. That was his goal for the year. His first Spartan race of the year, he finished in ninth place. Like, that's so that's it's awesome. just getting started. So that that's a great job for him. Uh, we had some other athletes uh, racing half marathons, two PRs. So I mean, it was, it was a huge, you know, eight people race this weekend, and it was very successful. Yes yeah, a big the weekend being me.
1: Big weekend. Also, I want to give uh, Mac Rush a big shout out for winning the, the stadium Blitz Race. Our previous guest on the podcast, absolutely went out and crushed it.
0: Yeah, day after he uh, recorded with us, he flew down to uh, Houston, and I believe it was yeah, it was Houston, and he completely just killed that obstacle course race. He's a hell of an athlete. He is a true professional at what he does. Great job, Mac. So, I mean, um, we're just going to kind of dive right into it. So,
1: uh, Mark, uh, how was your race this past weekend?
0: It wasn't good. 50, it was a 50-mile race, and my race ended at 8.7 miles. Um, as a background, I went into the race with a little bit of a groin issue. Um, specifically, when kind of going downhill, I noticed that the most. Uh, and training leading up to it the final four or five days, I wasn't having too much, so my coach and I decided to go for it um The wet, uneven, really technical terrain started aggregate or aggravating my my groin at mile four. I was feeling it I fell off the the chase pack and I was sitting at about twelve and i mean that's not bad in a twelve to fifteen that's not bad in 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 that field of athletes because they're truly world class and I would have had a lot of time to make moves. So I was running with a pack of probably about five of us. Um, one person was a West Point uh, s- student and soldier who had no business being where he was. He ended up dropping out. He he knew it. He never even ran anywhere off asphalt before, so like he knew that he was just trying to see what he could do, and uh, he didn't finish the race. Um, and then I was the the rest of them were all sub two thirty five or two thirty uh, sub two thirty marathoners. All of them dropped out except for one. He went 12 miles off course and ultimately missed a time cutoff. Oh, man. So I would have had a lot of chance. I was running very comfortably with them. I would have had a lot of chance to move into the top 10, maybe even potentially a top five. And maybe that would have been good enough last year for a top three. But Patrick Karen and some other incredible Solomon athletes came and they just shredded it up. Um, And two things were obvious. One, I'm not able to train on technical terrain. So technical descents were really hard here, but I was really strong, really aerobically fit in the climbs and on the road sections, and I know I'm in good shape, and I know that I'm a high-caliber athlete. Um, but two, there was a there's a pretty massive talent gap between Patrick Karen and myself, and that's obvious. And I, I don't think of myself as somebody who's really talented, especially at this level. I'm just a really hard worker, but uh, he's a hard worker, and he's really talented. And, and, uh, the combo, that yeah. Beats, that beats just hard work and scrappiness. Um so I made the decision to cut it at 7.25 miles, and I walked to the aid station where I fell from 12th to 15th to, like, 35th, um, which I didn't care because I was letting people pass and moving over. So um, there was a lot of disappointment as Michael and Brittany were recruiting for me and Meredith as well, and I felt bad for wasting their time. I felt guilty. I felt guilty to all, like, the followers on Instagram, all the athletes I coach, all my friends and family who were rooting for me or taking the time and thinking about me, all my teammates. But at the end of the day, I made the right decision for myself. Um, but it still really hurt and, you know, on the, on the, on the way home and throughout the night, like I had fun with, with Michael and Meredith and Brittany, but I, they are great people to be around and I love it and they make me so much better, but I couldn't help but think like, maybe this isn't for me. Uh, maybe I don't belong. And, and I contemplated, uh, kind of being done with competitive running and just kind of freestyling and still running every day and still running 70 miles a week, but just having fun. Um, and that was the initial reaction, and it was an emotional reaction, certainly. But I contemplated it, and uh, now I'm back. I ran Monday, I ran Tuesday. I feel really good, but I got to keep it flat because I don't want to strain my
1: groin. So, 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 what were you really like thinking about when you were like about to drop?
0: Yeah. So from mile, basically, you know, three quarters of a mile into the race, one of the people in the lead pack who's about six steps ahead of us. Um, couldn't see because it was really foggy, misty with the headlamps. Uh, he fell into a water crossing that we couldn't see. And he was the reason that we all saw it because he would crash right into it. His race ended right there. And I thought, man, this is, this is hardcore. It was really rocky. It was really technical. I knew this wouldn't be my race going into it. I knew I wasn't going to compete to win. It was way out of my comfort zone, way out of my wheelhouse. Um, but maybe because of that or maybe because I didn't really want to be there and I was looking forward to like other goals that I had that I'm a little more excited about. Uh, My mind was telling me that, like, I can't do this. I don't need to do this. I can't do this. It was telling me both, and I was battling those demons from about mile two. Mile four, I knew something was off with my groin, and I kept getting dropped on the downhills and catching people on the road sections and on the uphills, and it, it grew more and more frustrating for me with the groin pain on the downhills, and I realized that the first part of the course was significantly uphill, which placed into my strengths. The last part was downhill. So going into my head, I just, you can't do this. This, this. this voice came back in my head that I was able to quiet before, really triumphantly. Not this time. It was in my head. It was saying, you can't do this. You can't do this. You don't need to do this. You can't do this. And I fed into it. And that I reverted back in that moment to that 15-year-old kid that I hated, the 18-year-old kid that I hated, the 20-year-old kid that I hated, that I used to be, that thought I, was, I thought I was so mentally weak and I gave up on things. And I, when the pressure was on, I quit. All that flashed back before me. Uh, before dropping out, and that's what crushed me the most, the fact that I thought I was regressing back into this weak person.
1: I mean, I don't think – I don't necessarily think it was regressing. It's just, like, the fact of that your heart wasn't in it, and you knew that you you kind of wanted to save yourself from this, like, you know, potentially hurting yourself even more. But, I mean, it's hard to battle those those demons because, you know, it happens to everyone. You know, like, sometimes when I'm, like, when I was doing the OCR race or – you know, playing soccer, like, oh, I don't belong with these, these guys are way better than I am, I don't belong here kind of thing, and like, what, what am I even doing? You know, playing with, like, these these D1 college athletes, like, I don't, it's not It's not right for me to, to belong here, but sometimes you just got to push through, and with, and luckily you recognize with, like, your groin injury that, you know, you have some other stuff that you want to accomplish.
0: Yeah, and it's important to note that progress isn't linear, right? So you yeah. make progress, you make progress. Yeah, have a few step backs. This is everybody knows this. This is very common, yeah. but when, when you're in the moment, it hurts. Yeah, um, yeah. I was I was looking past it, and it was a moment of adversity. And I think if you if you date back, um, I've had three big moments now of adversity in my running career. Uh, I've never experienced a running related injury before, and I broke my foot in a trail race. You were there. In I was there. Yeah. Um, so I broke my foot in a really technical trail race again out of my wheelhouse. Um, So I felt like it was really unfair and it really sucked. But I found a way to twist it into a positive. More on that later. But what I did do is I used that downtime to strengthen my other weaknesses. I got stronger. I got more physically fit outside of aerobic capacity. Uh, I rode, I cycled. um, I overcame some issues I had with food and started to love myself a little bit more and not starve myself. So that was really positive in that downtime that I could sharpen those things while I spent the eight weeks coming back to running. Um, And I dealt with a bunch of residual nerve pain for close to nine months after the the injury occurred, and it made it very hard to train. Um, But just staying hungry made me get through that. The second bout of adversity was, and there's a point to all this, but the second bout uh, of adversity was um, in in the Spartan races, which I thought I was going to go in and, and sweep, and I had a, You know, I came 20th place in the elite division there. And I realized that from that, the learning experience was I went into it one foot in, one foot out. Not sure what I really wanted to do. I knew that I like OCR. I'm very passionate, but I really want to give it a go. And I didn't give myself a fair chance. So I was really hard on myself. And I thought, I'm not good at this, so I should just not do it. Well, that was the immediate thought. But then moving forward, it's like, I just need to put more into it because I have the skill set to be good at it. And so that made me realign like how much am I going to put into it? And the answer is a lot. And if it's not a lot, then I shouldn't be doing it. Then the third one would be this most recent race. And this is, you know, I thought about, like I said, quitting after this race. And uh, one thing I'm not is I'm not a quitter. Um, And I want to be here, so there's no reason not to be doing this and competing it. So this race got me really thinking and it made me realize that I want to put a lot more into what I'm doing. Um, And while the goals have changed slightly, my expectations have been altered, I... I'm going to make some moves in my in my life to dedicate more time to training, uh, less time to working, and, and 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 make a big change and try to pursue being a full on professional athlete.
1: Yeah, Dave, you did you kinda of like start thinking about really like realigning some of these goals like when you're like walking back to the A station or kind of like kind of unpacking it over the weekend after after the race?
0: Um, almost almost not it because you know what? I've really wanted to get in, involved in our o c r um, and we're doing this together, and all those things kind of pushed me uh way prior to the race, so my heart wasn't in it in this race and it's not that it's in, not in trail running or endurance running it's just that this race specifically i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't present enough mentally and um when I was walking back to the aid station or walking to the aid station, i wasn't thinking about any of those things I yeah. was thinking. I'm a failure. I'm that old kid that was scared of a shadow. I can't, when the pressure gets high and I'm running with the top pros, I can't do it. I can always run from the front, but what do I do when I'm chasing? It's something I'm not good at. And my coach told me that and he's right. And I just just kind of admitted defeat and walked back with my tail between my legs. And I'm somebody that comes off as very confident and I do believe in myself. But I want to be very transparent in that moment just like everybody else. I was hurting and... I didn't think I belonged, and I was insecure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's like uh, it's good that you want to be transparent and voice this because you can't have that fake positivity all the time. Because like that fake positivity, you know, that toxic positivity, you just it's just like outward projection of everything's going to be great. I can just I can overcome this, and whatever, but on the inside, you're bitter and you're disappointed in what you wanted to, and you didn't hit the mark. Yeah, and that's okay. It's okay yeah. that you didn't hit the mark. You recognize that it's okay to say that and be transparent about it. So you can't just be, you know, all this like just be positive all the time because it doesn't. It's, it's not true.
0: Yeah. So I when, when hanging out with Meredith and Michael, um, in in New York, and they they're very enlightened, especially Meredith. And you know, she was talking about toxic positivity and how she tries to eliminate it in her life, and maybe that I should give it a try. And it's really true. I mean, first of all, you're giving the false impression that like. Man, I just failed at one of my biggest goals of the year. Uh, just a complete mental collapse. My body kind of betrayed me. A few, a few things. But that's okay. Like I'm gonna. This is great because it did this and it did this and this. And the truth is, no, it sucked. It hurt. It's okay. I will bounce back. I have bounced back already. Right. But and I learned. But the truth is, like if I act like I'm just overly positive on things, that it sets a precedent that other people need to be positive all the time. And when they don't truly. And they don't truly feel positive, then they feel like there's something wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with you because humans struggle. And I don't want to give that up. I want to be really transparent. And the idea that like everything has to be positive and you're not allowed to grieve is is nonsensical. And I used to say things like, Well, I didn't I didn't get my goal, or it's only running though, or I didn't do this, but like there are people that don't even have legs and stuff like that. And like there are, and that's unfortunate. That's not my situation, and it still hurts for me, and I still feel, and it's okay to acknowledge that and be a human. So it's okay to to accept, you know, that you're unhappy. Anger, sadness, all those are normal emotions, and we suppress them as a society.
1: Yeah, I mean, dealing with, like, these setbacks and disappointment, it's, like, a matter of, well, what do you do, how, how do you deal with that that setback or that disappointment? Uh, that show, you, you, when you show that resilience, it's just, like, a true statement of your character of how you can bounce back and use that, that disappointment and be able to be transparent about it and then move forward and accomplish what you want to accomplish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. But yeah, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to, I'm going to go forward even harder. Um, the things that
1: I, because time, time is finite. Our lives are yeah. finite. You know, we have to, we have to take the risks that, you know, that we want and we have to, we have to just use our time wisely. Because we could be gone, because something could happen, you know, you broke your foot, and you found other ways to make yourself stronger. Yeah,
0: better athlete, better athlete now than I was then, and it's 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 scary. Yeah, it's only been
1: what a year and a half, two. No, years.
0: no, 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 it's been a year and it's been a year and nine days. And Keep Yeah, I do. <laughs> and the um, yeah, it was, it was April twenty eighth last year. The I guess the the moral um, of it is, is that what I learned from this race is that I want to be here. I want to be competing at this level. I want to be under the pressure and it's not always fun. So what am I going to do? There was a, there was a talent gap. There was a, I mean, I'm running with professional athletes who are paid to run. Um, so, so what can I do? And do I want to be doing this? No, I don't want to quote unquote retire or step back from professional or from, from, from competing. What I want to do is put more into it. I want to go more and I want to invest more. So, Going to, I don't want to call it a sacrifice because it's what I want to do, but I'm going to make some sacrifices uh, per se to pursue what I want and try to and try to work as a professional athlete and full time coach, um, more than likely. And that's a scary step, but at the end of the day, I'm always going to be able to make money. I'm always going to be able to do something, and I want to chase the things that I'm passionate about, and I don't want to have any regrets because, like you said, time is finite. So I'm I'm in it now 100. I'm going after it. I tell people all the time to chase their dreams. And I can't sit by anymore and know that I'm giving 75% into my dream because I'm absolutely drained from working 55-hour weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, plus, like, taking that risk, I mean, it makes yourself vulnerable. It's scary. It's but scary it's to something, say it out but, loud. Yeah, definitely say it, scary to say it out loud, but it's something that I think it needs to be done
0: yeah.
1: in order to create this what you want.
0: Yeah, to create what I want and to also lead by example. And I tell people to chase their dreams no matter what they are.
1: And then you're not doing it yourself. It's yeah, sad. I mean, I'm doing it, but
0: I'm doing it half-assed. Yeah. And the thing is, like, people are going to hear this, you know, and they're going to shit on me and be like, you can't be a professional athlete. And when I say professional athlete, I'm, I'm trying to make a living doing what I'm doing. I'm not trying to be Kobe Bryant, right? Um, and, and, and I'm at the point where I can be doing that. And so it's a risk I'm taking. But people are going to try to, they're going to laugh at this. They're going to belittle it. They're going to do things like that. So it's very, and no matter how much I try to not care what people think, I'm still human. I'm still vulnerable. So it's scary to put that out there.
1: For sure. But I mean, what you put in, you'll get out of. Yeah. And at the end of the
0: day, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. No. It's this mission that I'm on. And I guess the professional athlete is the wrong term. I want to be able to live as a full-time athlete. Let's put it that way. For sure. Um, so that's, I'm taking the steps now to be able to do so.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to. You have to.
0: Yeah, and I think you know you had a little bit of a disappointment this weekend as well, right? With soccer,
1: definitely, definitely had a disappointment. Um, we uh, we had we had a U.S. Amateur Cup uh, tournament game uh, up in Grand Rapids uh, against Grand Rapids FC, which is a very high level team with with um, Michigan with players from Michigan State, Western, um, all these NCAA D1 schools like even like like foreign players, semi
0: professional, former professional.
1: Yep, like all the whole the whole nine. And um, we're just like, you know, a couple we're just like a team with like some ex-college kids and some some kids that came and you know wanted to play. So we go up to uh, Grand Rapids and uh, ended up going down a man in like the 30th minute and we ended up scoring and we go up 1-0. We had to, Pretty much parked the bus and played defense for seventy plus minutes, and uh, we pulled out a one zero win, um, the one in a million games. I don't, I can't really, still like in disbelief how we yeah. how we won. But I mean,
0: you guys went there with more than with a couple thousand fans screaming at you.
1: Yeah, we had about two thousand fans uh, screaming at us, giving us banter, like <laughs> yelling at a kid for having a man bun on our team, like this whole yeah. whole nine.
0: Yeah,
1: and. Um, to go in there with away 2000 fans with like playing against players from all over the world playing D1 semi-professional athletes it's like a little it's a bit different you know when when you're when you're as a team we just uh, the stars aligned and we were all like I felt like we were one mind we were organized we were connected and uh, as like running a race when i run a race or when i don't know about you but you know, I'm just I'm just in my own my own head. I'm I, yeah. I can, I'm controlling what I can control. Yeah. During a team sport, you yeah. know, there's a lot of different factors. You can you can it's can't a completely really really can... different dynamic. It
0: can be really powerful with that collective energy. But if yeah. everybody's on the same page or, or somebody's having an off day, it can, the weakest link can can break. Yeah. The same and
1: then energy. there's just we were just we were all on. We were all connected that that day, and we ended up pulling out a win. But the disappointing thing is um, we unknowingly uh, rostered a player um, that already played. Uh, for a different team. So that is, uh, illegal. And, um, we ended up getting disqualified from the U S amateur cup, which is, um, one of our, one of probably the best wins we we would ever have as a club, um, against a super high level NPSL team, this national premier league, uh, soccer league team. Yeah. And it's, uh, super disappointing cause, um, we can't move on anymore. Yeah. Um, so it felt like all that hard work and effort and, um, time that that time we put in is is was wasted
0: yeah and you know this is this is interesting too because i'm in a bit of a transition phase and and you're in a bit of a transition phase definitely in a transition phase because this is more than likely going to be your your final year playing soccer at this level um so so what does that feel like and then what are what are your plans moving forward
1: um i feel i feel um at peace with it um I feel like I'm playing at I played it at the highest level I could possibly I could possibly do it. Um, I realize that, and um, I know, but of course I have to put in maximum effort. If I don't If I don't put in the, all the effort, then I don't see what the point is is doing it anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to put in all this effort in, and because I'm I'm still like training for OCR mm-hmm. and like other races, and um, putting all my effort into that too. Um, so I'm staying motivated in the fact that I know that this this new this new thing this new outlook on life and this new OCR stuff is is super motivating. Because I want to be the best. I want to go in and not just break the top ten. I want to I want to be in the top three. I want to win. And um, same thing when it comes to soccer. Yeah. Like I know it's like you know most likely to be my last year playing at this at this level. Like I'm still going to play for fun. And, you know, join other leagues and stuff like that. But but as like a like a high level competitive men's soccer league, um, I just want to be I want to be the best. I want to be I want to be out there and be able to help my teammates, and be able to to speak be, be be the best I can be. I I can't go in there and half ass it. There's just there's just no. I don't see the point in doing things if you don't do it a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you. And I know that's not in your DNA uh, to do something half ass. So. So then, the the move for you next is, is just kind of full time OCR. Yeah, that's
1: that's the that's the goal. That is something uh, I believe as an athlete that's like really my skill set. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm, I first race, I you know, like with the one foot in, like I'm just gonna go see how this is kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, see how I like it. It'll be fun to do. Um, fell in love with it uh, at the Spartan race and. Um, I felt like I did really well. Uh, I felt like um, I probably even kind of gave a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, and now and now I know training for it and like doing uh, the bone frog, and I know that I could uh, do really well at it. So yeah,
0: you know, uh, you actually qualified for for OCR World Championships the the Pro Division, you know, OCR World Championships this year uh, for the for the enduro. Oh really? Yeah. When you came you came top five at the bone frog, the elite division. Mm. You came fourth, right? Yeah. Yeah, you qualified for World Championships of so that. So I mean to do that in like your first really true OCR race, it just is a testament to your potential. Um and if I think if you if you go into it full time, I I think you're gonna be unstoppable. I think you're the, you're you're like tailor made for the sport. And now that kind of doors are closing with soccer, or or you've kind of reached the the pinnacle of what you're going to do.
1: Yeah, I've kind of accepted the fact that um, it's because it's a very big time commitment and a very big, and it is something that I mean I enjoy playing, obviously, but um, now like I feel like I'm at the point in my life where I need to transition out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm excited to see you on this journey. Yeah, and I'm excited to yeah to take this journey with you. Definitely,
1: and it's like you know, this is this going back to that, like just realigning my goals. Like I've been kind of realigning my goals for the last like year or so, anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and this is I feel like this is like my final realignment of of realization of what I want to accomplish and where I want to be.
0: Yeah. So I think knowing you, like if you want something, you're going to get it, and you're gonna you're gonna do really well. And we have we're lucky to have Mac uh rush kind of helping us and and in our corner with it um he's gonna be a great resource definitely yeah and you know i look i look forward to that journey um i think that i mean this weekend we've had to deal with with a fair amount of disappointment both of us um and people deal with disappointment all the time and my athletes come to it and i give them this the same thing every time because it's the way to do it and it's forgive yourself right in your case the decision, nothing had to do with you, so you are got a clear conscience about it. Um, but but I feel really guilty for, for the performance that I put in, and it's like, just forgive myself. Like, if one of my athletes came to me and said, hey, I was just completely zoned out, it wasn't my race, I didn't want to be there, my groin was hurting, I was worried, What's would say, it's okay, go have a beer. Go have a beer, do this, you saved yourself, so now now we can train this week and we can focus on another race if that's what you want to do. And But why wouldn't I say it to myself? Yeah. And and so that moment changed things for me. It changed my outlook, which is something that's never changed. I've always been black or white. Highest level, either you fail or you succeed. If you're not first, if you're first,
1: you're not first, you're last. Ricky, Ricky Bobby, Ricky that's Bobby. what I'm looking for. Ricky Bobby, Ricky
0: Bobby, <laughs> and that's what I'm looking for. And and that's and that's not true. And I had this moment of realization because of this race. Um, so not being overly positive, but being completely um, just kind of transparent and honest, it made me realize I need to be a little more kind to myself. I preach this every day and i got to lead by example, right? So, so that's the thing. And, and being kind to myself also means being confident in myself and, and saying, I would say I never can do that. Like I can never, I can never live as a full-time athlete. I can never do these things. I can never make that leap. It's too nervous. So I have the support of my family. I have the support of my friends. And I think now it's time to make that leap. And it seems fucking crazy, but that's how I live and that's how I want to live. And I want to lead by example. Like if you want to do something, if you want to make partner as a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, you want to go to PA school, you want to do when teacher of the year, you want to be a professional athlete, whatever. I hope that whether I fail or succeed in what I'm doing, that I, that I push somebody else, just one person even to, to kind of open their mind and take their, take their leap. Um, because life's so short, right? Yeah. Our time is, is finite, man. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to necessarily be doing what my full time job is when I'm 50? No. so what do so I had to lose
1: nothing we have to take you got to take the risk yeah and it's I, I think it's like it's way easier to be negative to yourself than it is to be positive cuz you just like make it you can make the excuse of whatever whatever the reason is it's, it's a lot harder for i don't know about how everyone is but i mean i know it's a lot harder to be positive like oh you did you did this this was really really good at work, you crushed it. At work, you you uh, put in the time and you were top producer in, in sales or whatever. Or you put the effort in, and you and you came first in your, in your race. You put the effort in. We won the game against Grand Rapids. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to be negative, negative. and we have to be a little bit more kind to, to well, ourselves. It's, it's certainly
0: not easier, but I think it's it's been like so. We're got to rewire these pathways in our brain, right? Yeah, because the the it might be a defense mechanism or whatever it is, but it's always easier to be negative. Like no matter what, could I no matter what could happen, you could always just find a negative in it or you could find a positive, you know, and it's so easy, like your whole life, if you have people be negative to you and you see negativity everywhere, it's so easy because it's, it's just contagious.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So it's, it's an interesting thing because you have to train yourself to say, it's really hard to say, man, I deserve this because I have so many things going right in my life right now. Like I've built a tremendous business, a movement even. I don't want to call it business, it's a movement and like people all over the world are Wearing my shirts and, 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 and meeting each other and hanging out with each other and it's like it's crazy these pathways that have been forged and I can't believe that someone like me is capable of of getting this started or sparking it or being a part of it and you know I can't believe I've been able to to go from a relatively poor area to, to living in a to living in an area that's basically attributed with financial success or you know prosperity and I, because I don't I'm not nice enough to myself and I don't believe that I truly deserve these things so it must be some kind of fluke or something like that. And so I've been making it a point to just besides keep you know envisioning things is what got me here. But like I've been making a point like it's in the morning when I wake up and I'm doing my mobility drills or I'm taking a shower, I'm always like, this is the reality. I created this reality. I'm living in this reality because I created it. And I just repeat that like as a mantra because it, it makes me like open up and realize that I deserve the things that I have because I've worked for them and and I've and I've made the right decisions and I've always valued. Um, being kind and doing the right thing over making money. And I think all these things just come back to you because that's the way things go. Yeah, you know, I mean, what you think you become. give you, What you think you become, I have it tattooed on my arm. And it's, you know, if you give 51% and only take 49%, and, and, you, and you show your value to people, and you do things, and you grind, and you hustle for free, and you do whatever it takes, and pretty soon, like, you're rewarded for it. But if you don't believe in yourself, it can feel hard to be at this point. So I'm still learning to believe in myself fully.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, it's a never-ending... Thing to keep, to
0: continue to grow and learn about yourself. It's just never ending. One hundred percent. Anybody that says you should have your your life together when you're twenty five and you're thirty when you're thirty nine, they're full of shit because they don't have their life together.
1: Right. That's fifty
0: yeah. year old, 60 year old. They don't have their life together. Like you're still learning. You're still growing. Like
1: yeah, half the shit you just we, we just make up. You it's know, projection. we just, just make up and you just try to get through it.
0: Yeah, it's projection. Just like just like what that uh, toxic positivity is. It's just projection. Mm-hmm. Like. You're hurting inside, but I'm so great. I feel so happy. I feel all these things.
1: Right, because you don't want to seem vulnerable. It's it's totally okay to be transparent and vulnerable.
0: It is, but you're not going to see that on social media, and that's why I think we're trying to be really open about it in this discussion.
1: Definitely. Definitely. I mean, so we uh, talked about some realigning some goals, disappointing setbacks.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's one other thing I want to talk about today. You know, I it just goes back to this. I saw this article today, and it said, basically 9 out of 10 uh, social media influencers, fitness influencers give wrong or improper advice. And 9
1: out of 10? 9 out of 10. That's because, fucking pretty high. Because you
0: can look the part and not and not be a true professional, right? Yeah. Um, so that just goes to show you how, how like deceiving the, that social media and the web can be. Just because you have abs doesn't make you a fitness expert. Um, you know... Well, I saw one popular fitness runner girl who uh, is uh, apparently a keto athlete and pushing her to be keto, and she gets all this uh, – she's always pushing this keto fire stuff and things like that. I'm not going to mention her name. But I saw her making a keto shake with two bananas in it. It's not a keto. Um, so it's just – she's completely just pushing this false thing, and that's just what people do. And I wanted to spell that myth like – that they're all humans and they're all vulnerable. And if somebody has a yacht, it doesn't mean they're rich. If you see somebody in a private plane, it doesn't mean doesn't mean they're flying somewhere. So it's it's important to separate reality from this highlight reel that social media is. And I'm here to say, like this weekend, I struggled. I'm vulnerable. It hurt. I thought about, albeit briefly, I thought about hanging it up because I thought I wasn't good enough. But I am good enough. And if you're thinking that you're not good enough, you are good enough. Definitely. Find the positive things that you've done in life because you are good enough. Believe it. The reason you're where you're at is because because of your actions, and you should take credit for that.
1: Tough. I think um, that is a very good spot to end at. And uh, I just really appreciate everyone uh, listening. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at patxgates. And uh, Mark, this is the,
0: the, cl- the classic uh, – Show your Instagram and uh, yeah. website. I always laugh at this part. It's at Bottenhorn Running. The website is www.markbottenhorn.com. You can reach out to me on either avenue. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. And as always, if you found any value in this episode, please share it. If you found, you know, if you find value in our podcast, rate us on iTunes. Share it. Do anything. If you don't like our podcast, don't rate it because we only want good ratings. Uh, so. Yeah. So please we, we really appreciate it. We don't want anything in return. Just just share it and just yeah, share the love.
1: Definitely. that yeah. Please reach out. Like I am I love talking to people. I'll talk to you about literally anything.
0: Yeah, so many people have reached out already and it's been so much yes, fun talking. Great. About this is this is amazing. But until next time, everybody stay strong.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Finding Strong podcast.
0: As always, you can find me on Instagram at padxgates.com. And you can find me at Bottenhorn Running, at run underscore strong underscore coaching, and on my website, www.markboddenhorn.com. So going forward, we're going to try to drop new content every Friday. And if you like it, please subscribe, share it, talk about it, anything. But above all else, please rate it on iTunes. We are live on iTunes now, and your rating means the world to us. Until next time, stay strong.